0: Hey everyone, Pastor Bader from Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in Thousand Oaks, California. I'm going to spend some more time with you in the Word today as we do uh, another one of these midweek devotions. For the past two weeks, I've introduced a couple different books to you, books that I use for my uh, daily devotions, The the Treasury of Daily Prayer, and uh, that that daily uh, collection of writings from Martin Luther, Day by Day We Magnify Thee. Um, Today, I want to continue that trend and, and share another book with you, um but if it's a book that if you've been a a lutheran for any significant portion of your life then it really isn't one that needs any introduction Um, in fact i'm actually hoping that it's a book you have in your home right now but probably isn't one that's getting a lot of use and it should Um, the book that we're going to look at today and really the next couple of weeks we're going to spend just kind of going through this uh, is martin luther's small catechism now yours might not look like this um it might look like this uh, this is the copy of, of my catechism that I went through when I was um, uh, younger uh, but there's uh, any number of different kinds of versions of it out there uh, in fact I'll, I'll include on here a picture um, of the, uh, the the app that Concordia publishing house uh, put out a couple of years ago um, that you can have really most of the the contents of the small catechism right there on an app on your phone it's free to download it's amazing to use wonderful the way they laid it out it's uh, it's it looks nice it functions well um, so you can even go through it that way if you don't have one but if you would like a copy um, and you you can't find yours or you don't have one um, we have a a couple of these uh, and when I say a couple I want to say like a box um, so if you would like a copy of The Small Catechism, you don't have one, let me know. Um, I'll find a way to get one to you, either deliver it to you, mail it to you, um, just let me know. So, uh, But that's the book. We're going to spend the next couple of weeks going through I don't know how long it's going to take us. I really don't have a timeline. I, I think we're going to have the opportunity to to spend um, the foreseeable future together uh, doing this. So. Um, I thought instead of just kind of bouncing around with random thoughts, um, we'll have a little bit of a schedule and some cohesiveness as we go forward. Um, and if you um, have never heard of the Small Catechism, and this is brand new to you, um, this is a book that Martin Luther wrote in 1529, um, when he realized after kind of visiting a number of the churches uh, in his area, that that even the, the pastors of uh, a number of the churches Um, that he had visited, didn't know some of the most basic teachings of the Bible. They didn't know the Lord's Prayer. They didn't know the Apostles' Creed. They didn't know the Ten Commandments. Um, And and yet these were the men who were kind of put in charge with teaching God's Word to people. And so he wanted to put together um, kind of a a small, compact, simple way um, uh, that people could learn and be instructed in the Christian faith. And uh, even though he he put it together after kind of seeing um, the the shape that a lot of the pastors and churches were in, he didn't write the small catechism primarily for pastors to use to teach to people. Uh, But each of the sections in the small catechism begin by saying um, how the head of the family should teach those in his household. Uh, Really, it's a book that he put together for dads to be able to teach their families. Um, And, hopefully, uh, with kind of using this and and taking you through this, it maybe kind of inspires and encourages some of you dads, um, um, parents really in general, uh, to be able to use this book to to teach uh, your children, uh, to instruct your spouse, to spend some time in the Word, because it really is a a wonderful uh, devotional book filled with a lot of great materials uh, for that very purpose. So uh, six different parts in the Small Catechism, uh, broken down that we're going to walk through in the in in uh, like I said the next couple of weeks uh, the Ten Commandments uh, the the Apostles' Creed the Lord's Prayer the sacrament of Holy Baptism the ministry of the keys and confession and the sacrament of Holy Communion those are the six parts that we're going to go through um, in the upcoming weeks but I'd actually like to begin today uh, in a part that. Uh, isn't really a part of any of those specifically, those six parts, uh, but it's kind of found in the the front or the back of of the Catechism, and it is called uh, the Table of Duties. And it'll look something like this, and it's kind of written out for for various um, uh, people who are in different uh, um, uh, areas uh, in their lives, and and I'll kind of explain what that is uh, for. And you hear the word uh, duties and you think, oh great, what is this? Just like another you know, portion of the Ten Commandments, another list of commandments that we've got to do, and another list of uh, things that we've got to check off on our list in order to make God happy. Well, uh, yeah, these are things that God wants us to do, but um, all of these are really a part of what we call the, the doctrine of vocation. Um, And I'm not going to go into this long kind of Bible class on what the doctrine of vocation is. Uh, In fact, if I remember, I'm going to put in uh, the informational notes, uh, the description down below the video, um, a link if I can find it online that uh, uh, Dr. Mike Berg did from Wisconsin Lutheran College, just a short like 30-minute video explaining the doctrine of vocation. He does it better than I will. Um, he teaches on it um, at, at, at Wisconsin Lutheran College and, and has traveled the country kind of doing seminars on it. So I'll point out some things there um, and maybe even some books that others have written, uh, really great materials on vocation. But Uh, The word vocation is a word that comes from the Latin that just literally means a a calling, uh, to to call. And so the doctrine of vocation asks you to kind of consider what are the various positions in your life to which you have been called. Um, And it could be your job, um, what you do as an employee or an employer. It could be, have you been called to be a a spouse, a husband, or a wife? Have you been called to be a parent, a mom, a dad? Have you been called to be a child, a son, or a daughter? Um, Maybe you're later on in life, and uh, you've lost your spouse, and you're a widow or a widower. Um, these are all various positions um, that the Lord has called you to serve in. And, and why it's such an important doctrine um, for us as Lutherans, uh, number one, because if you look at it in its historical context, Martin Luther wrote this and lived and served uh, during a time when the prevalent um, church of his day taught that depending on what you did with your life, what your jobs were, um, really kind of mattered when it came to how close you were to God and on, on what kind of large scale could you, you serve God. And, and all of that mattered because the things you did are things that ultimately contributed to your salvation. And so, for example, the whole reason that Martin Luther kind of began his life in a monastery as a monk is because there was no other vocation, no other calling um, that you could serve God at um, than by being in uh, the clergy. So if you were a pastor, if you were a priest, if you were the pope, you were closer to God than if you were just a farmer or if you were just a a stay-at-home mom, for example. Um, And when we talk about this, you know, kind of the the beauty of being um, uh, a Lutheran and the the Lutheran doctrine is that we highlight that you're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, um, and all of this comes to us through... Uh, what we we learn and we see in scripture alone and if all of that is true then being a pastor or being a farmer none of that really matters when it comes to your salvation because you don't contribute to your salvation it comes by god's grace alone that god chooses to save you through the life death and resurrection of his son jesus christ and you receive that gift by faith in christ alone and all of this is laid out for us in in the scriptures Um, And so this was a really novel thing, even though it wasn't something Luther invented. It's right there in in the scriptures, as we'll see here in a moment. Um, This was a novel thing in his day and age, because uh, what Luther meant to say is that um, regardless of your vocation, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're young, or whether you're old, whether you have a job, or your job is in the home, and it's not something that you get paid for, his point was to say all of these are vitally important and equally valid um, ways of serving God. And why I think that's even more important today, just in a, in a general way, is because we still kind of talk this way. We still kind of think that what we do professionally in our lives, some matter more than others to God. And I, and I encounter this all the time as a pastor um, when you know people find out what I do. And i'll ask them well, what do you do and they'll say well you know i'm not a pastor right uh, meaning that uh you know i i'm not I, I don't have this kind of high calling um of being a pastor i'm just a day trader or um, i'm just an insurance salesman or i'm just a teacher that that mentality is still kind of set in us and we need to get rid of it um, or you'll hear it kind of from the other perspective not really comparing um your your job to to clergy But we set this up um, even in our society. Um, Maybe you've heard someone say something like, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Um, Really? Just? Um, A lot of people uh, who were not stay-at-home parents have now had to become stay-at-home parents. And and I think some of you, most of you, maybe even all of you are now realizing, man, it was much easier to get out of the house and go to my job eight, 10, 12 hours a day than it was to spend all of those hours in my home taking care of kids um this is not a just kind of job to be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad Um, these are high callings um and and so I, i i think we we've even seen that now as some of the the jobs and some of the the positions in our society that we may be elevated a little higher than we should have have been taken away from us Right, Um, we're going on now. What two, three weeks of not being able to watch professional athletes on TV? Um, um, Movies have been shut down. Movies that were, um, um, you know, uh, set to be released in theaters are now directly in our homes. And and we don't maybe have kind of this high view of how important these professions and these people are anymore. But the people that we've now begun to kind of elevate are people like teachers. My goodness, how thankful are we for teachers, because now moms and dads are having to do that um, in in their homes, and and how thankful are we now for the work that teachers do. Um, We're thankful for people like like farmers um, who continue to to provide the, the cleared out shelves of our grocery stores, truck drivers, who are continuing to make sure that those shelves are filled um, as fast as as possible. Um, we're, we're, we're thankful for, 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 for doctors and for nurses, nurses and, and medical professionals um, who maybe we were always thankful for when we needed them, um, but now we're, we're kind of in that sit-and-wait moment of knowing that the day could come when any of us, even if we're in really good health, um, could need them desperately. And so this idea of vocation, um, the various places to which God has called you in your life these are are so vitally important for us to see and know that these are not just jobs that we kind of fell into or or even paths of our lives that we we kind of sought out and 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 we 've made um, but rather their callings their positions to which God has called us, and through those callings um God blesses us and our families as uh, if they're if they're a means of an income, um, but even more than that, that that God uses to bless other people, um, that God blesses the people around us through the callings and the vocations um, that that we currently have, and so I just want to walk through with you um, a couple of these tables of duties because I think they fit in so well with all of uh, everything that we've been going through, and 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 maybe even some things we've we've had to come kind of face to face with that that uh, are either new to us or have given us a new perspective on things that we've done um, or maybe even overlooked um, in the recent months and, and years of our lives that are now becoming, wow, this is really kind of a big deal. Um, and so the table of duties we kind of walk through, it, it breaks it down into to the, to the main three different areas of our lives um, that, that the Bible touches on. And so, the the first section relates to um, the first portion of our lives, and that is the the people um, that serve us in the the, the church portion of our lives, the ecclesiastical portion of our lives. So, um, the very first section in the Table of Duties um, lays out for us what the Bible expects, what the duties are um, for those who carry um, the title of being a pastor. Uh, the second section is what we as members of a congregation, what we as Christians owe to those who teach us and preach uh, to us the word. The the second section um, deals with, and it's just kind of one section, and that is uh, the second portion or area of our lives is our relationship with the government, local, federal, uh, what we owe to those who serve and have dedicated the, the um, the the full time um, of their service uh, to governing us and I think this is a really important one for us to to consider not only because we've got an election coming up maybe uh, at at the 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 end of the year um, but also because um, we are now maybe even more than ever put the election aside um, many of us are sitting there on a daily basis listening to our local authorities, mayors, um, sheriffs, um, you know, police department, um, state level governments, um, even uh, federal uh, briefings every single day. And, and if you're anything like me, man, it's, it's really easy, isn't it? As you listen to these briefings and as you look back over the past week or two weeks to kind of play Monday morning quarterback, all of our government officials oh why didn't they do this a week ago why didn't they do this two weeks ago um why haven't they lifted the restrictions now why haven't they done this why haven't they done that and and can we just stop for a moment and and think about what a difficult position these men and women are in I, i mean the decisions that they have to make to to shut businesses down um the the decisions that they have to make to quarantine people in their homes, the decisions that they have to make to spend $2.2 trillion to try and keep people uh, working and keep people fed, um, I, I don't envy these, these government officials in the least. And so this portion of the, the, uh, this portion of the, the table of duties when it comes to our government um, not only talks about what does it mean to, to serve in that capacity, but what does it mean to be served? by someone who's in that capacity. And what do we owe um, the people who serve us um, in our government? Um, The next next section um, deals with the the third portion, um, um, or area in our lives, and that is in the home. So we've got the church, we've got the government, and now we've got in our home. And that's kind of the largest section, um, dealing with husbands and wives and parents and children, um, young people and widows. Um, and, and, And in that section also includes Um, employees and employers and and I think this section and and the tables uh, the table of duties here all of those are areas Um, maybe a a new appreciation that we have for our church because we're not able to go to it anymore maybe a um, hopefully a a new appreciation and understanding for the heavy decisions that people in government have to make Um, and maybe now even a greater appreciation um, that I have for my wife or for my husband, or for my kids, um, or for my parents, um, or for my job, and for my employer, or for my employees. Um, And and all of these are sections that I think because of what we've been dealing with over the past couple of weeks, um, even I guess a a better part of a month now, all of these have kind of given us a new perspective. And I think it would be really beneficial um, for you just to spend some time going through those. Remembering that that we've been given a new perspective when it comes to the duties and things that God has called us to be and do not because these are things that well we better do them otherwise um you know we're not going to get into heaven otherwise our salvation is in jeopardy but but that these are positions that God has called us to serve freely in that that because I don't have to earn my salvation that because I don't have to pick the kind of job that is going to make God more happy than less that because God has handled my salvation, that he's He's won my salvation freely and fully in Christ, now what I do as a father, what I do as an employee, what I do as I serve my government, these are not ways um, that I'm going to earn my salvation, but these are ways that I can actually be a blessing to people, that God can actually bless people through. And so it, it, it removes this burden from us. Um, that I have to do these things for God or else, but it actually gives us this new perspective that says, you know what? God has taken care of my salvation. I don't have the daily stress and pressure of what does God think of me? I've got it laid out for me every single day that in the various callings and vocations of my life that I have numerous, countless opportunities to serve God by serving my neighbor and i don't have to go looking for my neighbors out there in the community i can find them being quarantined right in my home the person i sleep next to every night the kids that i wake up and 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 love and serve and, and make their meals and 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 do their laundry and and the job that that maybe i was so tired of and fed up with is a job that i'm so thankful now that they let me to continue what i'm doing in my own ho- in my own home so I think this is a really great place for you to spend some time um, tonight, tomorrow, um, throughout the rest of the week. Just going through the table of duties um, with this fresh perspective, this perspective of, of you know what we've got going on around us, and also now having been set free uh, from sin and death, and knowing that our salvation is secure, um, that these vocations are places that we can find purpose in, that we can find uh, comfort in, um, knowing that we can serve others and that others are serving us. Um, so in, in conclusion here, uh, what I'd like to do is uh, another portion of that is just the, the uh, a portion of daily prayers. Um, probably most famous are the Luther's morning and evening prayer. And knowing that this is probably going to get out to you um, late in the evening tonight, um, that's the prayer that I would like to close Uh, today uh, with us that didn't really make any sense it's the prayer that i'm going to close with today sorry evening prayer in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen i thank you my heavenly father through jesus christ your dear son that you have graciously kept me this day forgive me all my sins and graciously keep me this night into your hands I commend my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen. Grace and peace, friends. Uh, we'll pick up with the Ten Commandments uh, next time, and we'll get started on those. We'll see time-wise uh, how many of them we can get through each session, but I look forward uh, to spending some time in a small catechism with you, maybe kind of uh, looking back... Uh, you remember some fun times from your youth or, or maybe even just kind of reinvigorate you in this wonderful devotional book that hopefully you have right on your shelves in your home right now. God's blessings to you all. I uh, look forward to seeing you again. Peace of the Lord be with you.